Welcome to the JSM podcast. Ooh, that's loud. <laughs> we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Um, welcome to our next episode on 2355. Today, we are going to be talking about life, a holy calling. I'm Joanna, and I'm here with Cassandra. She is my right and left hand, and she is <laughs> our executive director who um, handles and juggles all sorts of things that people do not know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, last week, I'm like, Sarah, I'm like, what did we talk about last week? Um, <laughs> talked about just life in action of just like taking, um, we, we talked about First Peter and taking our prayer life into action um, and our walk with God kind of throughout our our, our lives and what that looks like. And today we're going to be talking about holy calling. I think it's something that many of us hear and kind of feel a little bit of confusion. Oh yeah. I also want to feel in for those who are like, what's 2355. Um, this is our series about taking our, our walk with God beyond our five minutes of quick prayer, but into the other 23 hours and 55 minutes of our day of what does that look like to really live out our walk with the Lord um, beyond just those, those few moments, um, and truly living it, um, throughout every part of our lives. And, and a lot of us struggle with that idea because I mean, it kind of goes to really ties into today, holy calling. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not holy enough to do something like that. So that's, it's not who I am. I can't do something like that. Um, and, and so we feel, um, like we don't have the capacity or the ability to do that. So, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Last week um, in first Peter one, we talked about um, Peter had said to shape our lives to become like the Holy one who called you. So shaping our lives to become holy sounds impossible. I think um, our being holy mm -hmm. is definitely a new testament idea because we cannot become holy without the sacrifice of jesus mm -hmm. and um you know there was a lot of ritual in the old testament the priests had to go through so much cleansing even to enter the holy place yes and even more to enter into the holy of holies and um in the book of Haggai, chapter two, it talks a lot about something that is holy. If it touches something else, the other thing it touches doesn't become holy, but the holy thing becomes defiled. Mm -hmm. And that's not what happened when Jesus died for us. Mm -hmm. He was holy. And when he touched us, we became holy as mm -hmm. well. And, uh, I think that puts a lot of us back. I think a lot of people, I think even hearing that feel like one, I think to fully understand and grasp that studying the old Testament and understanding the sacrifices and, and the heart and intention behind them. And I think many of us can all agree that we struggle with our depravity and feeling like depravity in the sense that, I even feel like that's a word that some people might understand this falling short that I am not this perfect person that I have 
a lot of things that are wrong with me. And so can't understand this holiness and understanding that we all fall short of something, some standard, some expectation like on ourselves and our lives that we can't measure up to. So this idea of looking at life is like a holy calling, like something that we consistently live in. And so we'll continue reading our verse um, in First Peter, probably read the whole thing again, and then we're going to focus on the second half of it. So it's First Peter 1, 13 through 19. This is the Passion Translation. So, so then prepare your hearts and minds for action. Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. As God's obedient children, never again shape your lives by the desires that you followed when you didn't know better. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. For scripture says you are to be holy because I am holy. Since you call on him as your heavenly father, the impartial judge who judges according to each one's works, live each day with holy awe and reverence throughout your time on earth. For you know that your lives were ransomed once and for all from the empty and futile way of life handed down from generation to generation generation. It was not a ransom payment of silver and gold, which eventually perishes, but the precious blood of Christ, who like a spotless unblemished lamb was sacrificed for us. And so here we have, you know, Peter's calling them. And so we have to, so let's start by putting everything into perspective. So we have the cultural implications that are like happening here. And so we have this time of like Christ died and now people are coming back in restored relationship with God, beginning to understand who he is. So you have to look at, we have a lot of cultures that have never experienced any of that and don't know what that is or what that even looks like. And so, so all these letters throughout the New Testament, this is probably good information for some, are written to different churches in different places. So you have to, you have to, you know, put in perspective, if I was to write a letter to a church in Africa or a church in Costa Rica or a different country, there would be different things that you would emphasize or put out or talk about. And right. so Peter's writing this letter to a church, a group, you know, and and he's letting them know about like the change, the things that have happened that, you know, and he's writing to a specific group right now off the top of my head. I can't remember who it is. And that's OK. It's beside the point right now. And so he's writing to them and he's communicating a message to help them understand maybe an area that they're struggling in, maybe an area that they've asked about, maybe an area that, that has been impressed upon his heart. But here he's talking about that we are called to live this holy life, like this life that is set in the direction of the way that God designed us. And so I think to understand even a lot of this, I encourage people to go back and listen to the podcast last week where we dive into the first part of this verse and begin to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Christ, you know, through his death of restoring that that relationship, that intimate relationship with us and God, it no longer being a relationship that's on the outside of us, but a relationship that's very intimately involved on the inside of us. So when Christ died and we go to Acts chapter two, there was the releasing of the Holy Spirit on God's people. And that is where the power comes from. It's through the blood of Christ. Because a lot of times I think we just look at these things and think they were just acts or nothing like actually happened. But it's like things did actually happen. Things did shift. I also, I love too, as, as I was preparing in my mind, we just look at Peter. We look at Peter before and we look at Peter after. Like he is totally yes 
different. Peter is not Huge the same difference. person. And he hung out before day after day with Jesus. Yeah. But there was an empowering that happened. So we have to realize we are, as we grow in relationship with God and we're seeking to that filling of the Holy Spirit, that there is something that actually tangibly shifts and happens inside of us that empowers us to live in this holy calling that God has called us to. But that only comes from starting out in relationship with him, living in connection with him, living in communion with him, living in closeness with him, understanding him. And then as we do, we begin to be filled with Holy Spirit and things begin to change within our lives. And we find ourselves empowered to step out into these things. But the first step of it all is our willingness. Right. Do we want God's ways? Do we want his design? Do we want how he made things? Do we, uh, do, do we understand his heart? And so there is a moment of free will in exchange mm -hmm. of wanting to seek out and understand God's way. So now we go back to letters. So we have these letters written to these cultures and people and all over the place that are far from understanding God's way far from understanding how God designed things. But God's perfect fulfillment of design is holy, whole. All things are whole. There's nothing lacking. We are living in the fullness of how we were made. So when we say a holy calling, we're talking about living in the fullness of the way that God designed you and intended for you to live in relationship, physically, mentally, and spiritually in every aspect of our lives. That is a holy calling. Because here it talks about, I love in the verse it says, for you know that your lives were ransomed once and for all from the empty and futile way of life handed down from generation to generation. So there are many things we'd be like, mama, I didn't need that. I did not need that habit or whatever that pattern was passed down to me. But he's talking about we've come so far because we have to look at even from this point of this writing this letter, we we have come so far from the book of Genesis, from that time of the garden of the moment of perfection where everything was whole and right to now so far of generations, people that don't even know who God is or his ways or understanding about any part of him have come so far, far, far from that. And so there's this beginning to understand of like, okay, God, how did you make me? What is your wholeness? What is the fullness of life? What does that look like? What do you want from me? How did you design me? And we talked about last week, like that we've got to realize when we're struggling, like in our hearts, that there's deeper rooted things that call us to sometimes these unholy things, these unfulfilling things, and move towards understanding the wholeness of how we were made so we find ourselves fulfilled. And that first step is that relationship with God and understanding the extent of his love for us that he sent his son to die so that we can live in communion and close connection with him. Because that is how we were designed and created to be. Back in the garden, we lived in full connection between us and God. There was nothing that stood in the way. There was a close, intimate relationship. There was a knowing, there's an awareness, there was a freedom. There were all these beautiful things that got, that got severed, that got changed. But after Christ died, that got restored. Things started to feel different. Things started moving it. There was an empowering, things were very different. From before that, you know, before Christ in Acts chapter two to after there was a change. So now it's like, now we need to pursue what areas in my life do I need to make right? What are areas that God's calling me to be transformed, to be holy, 
Am I studying his word to understand his design, his heart, his intention? Am I studying all areas of life to understand his heart and his intention? Because this is where I talk about too. I think to fully understand a holy calling, a holy life is about studying scripture, is about studying science, is about studying relationships, is about understanding different aspects that I can tell you is I've studied all these areas of life, I begin to understand more and more through prayer and connection with the Lord, the way that we were designed to live, the way that we are meant to thrive and the, the heart and the things that he has for us. And so I could write my letter to some churches. I've <laughs> 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 just like the same type of thing, these letters that were being written, encouraging and empowering people. It's like, step out. Christ died for you. Something happened. That's what Peter's saying. Something happened. Yes. Give up these old ways, these generations, these things that you had before and like begin to step into something new. Begin to step into the way that God designed you to be. Learn these things. Learn his heart. Learn who he is and move more in this direction and looking and being willing, I think, to look at every aspect of our life, to sit open. Yes. And that requires humility. Yes. That requires humility and a desire mm -hmm. to learn more, mm -hmm. to learn a different way. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we have grown up in church and have been taught a, a different way. Uh, maybe we've not grown up in church at all. But either way, you have to, to be humble and go to the Lord. The Lord will, will show us. The Lord will, will speak to us and reveal things to us. Um, I like in the scripture that you read where Peter says, live each day with holy awe and reverence throughout your time on earth. Again, that goes back to humility. Mm -hmm. We have to revere the Lord. And it, it's difficult a lot of times in, I started to say Western civilization, but a lot of civilizations, mm -hmm. not to put self as number one. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what, I'm I'm the the big guy i'm the the center of the universe no we're not <laughs> <laughs> yes and and also i just picture too because a lot of times people struggle in hearing this of you know so many people feel like god's design is confining mm -hmm. and and so there's this struggle of like well god's way isn't fulfilling and i'm like then you haven't learned his way because his way is fulfilling following the more you understand and study and understand his design there is fulfillment in that but when we try like i picture you know as you were talking about humility i picture the toddler who wants to do things their way they're like i should really eat 20 pieces of candy and you're like you could eat 20 pieces of candy but there's long-term effects and impact because of that right and so it's like the lord looks at us and goes you can eat 20 pieces of candy but there's long-term effects and impact but there's a certain way that I designed you that feels freeing and fulfilling and full of life and love. And many of this of us have not experienced that and have not seen that exemplified through people who are in front of us. And so we think that this we think that following God's way is confining instead of realizing holy wholeness. It's the fulfillment of all things that are good. There's no confinement in it. There's freedom found in it. And so this is where I encourage people. If you're feeling confined, you probably are missing something. 
there's probably, you're not probably living in the fullness of truth. You're probably not living in the fullness of everything because the more you pursue this holy calling and you pursue this direction, you are not found empty. You are found fulfilled. And the church often teaches a lot of different things that are not, I believe very strongly, that are not God's design or partially, but then there's like a slight distortion about it that's not the fullness of everything that God intended. And so there's like a huge piece missing. And so people don't get to um, fully experience that. Yeah, fix my mic. I was trying to figure out why I was ruffling. Um, and so people don't get to fully experience all of that um, because of things that were taught that right. I don't think are the fullness. And so when we say a holy calling, so we go back to the thing I was saying, is looking at each area of our lives, be it our relationships, being how we take care of ourselves physically, um, our thought process, and, and really bringing things into the fullness of how we were created. So then that way, we're enjoying every area of our life. And so the humility aspect of it is acknowledging that I don't know everything. Right. I don't know everything. I need to go and learn. I need to learn and, and grow and, and take in wisdom from other people and understand more and more the way that God made things and the way that we're designed. But that requires the humility of acknowledging that like, I don't know. I've got to go find out. Right. And so to live a holy calling is being willing to grow and learn and change and be molded and shaped and living in this close relationship with God where he can speak into your life, he can speak into your heart, he can speak over you, and that we're willing to invite him in. You know, that reverence that Peter's talking about, it's that. It's like, I know who God is. I know he's my creator. I know he's the one that made me. And so I want to know him. I want to be close. I want to understand every aspect of him. And I want to bring that into all areas of my life. I want to understand the sacrifice that Jesus made and how impactful that is, that he loved so much that he died to restore relationship because it had been severed. And so there's, so when he's talking about all of this, because now it brings so much of this to life because we read these verses and we feel lost in them and we don't understand. And what is he talking about? And what does he mean by holy? And what does he, you know, and, and it's easy to get lost in the words and to not have such a deeper understanding of like, what was Peter trying to say? Yes. And the letter applies to all of us. Yes, he was writing it to a church, but there's so much that we can stand back and receive from the conversation. There's so much that we can take in and understand behind Peter's heart and the things that he was saying. There's so much that we can sit back and absorb and learn from these letters that are, you know, throughout the New Testament, they're written to different churches and take these things in and understand the audience and the things that were happening and all of the pieces and, and see God's heart and things like that. And so, so today it's like, okay, so what am I going to do to live in reverence, to live in holy calling? What does that look like? Well, I know for me, I go through different seasons where, um, God has me reading different things. He has, he's stretching me in different areas. You know, sometimes it's leadership books. Sometimes it's personal books. Sometimes it's books that have to do with my career. Um, it's all sorts of different things. It's receiving wisdom from, um, from those that have, you know, gone before that carry certain levels of wisdom. It's praying through those things. And then it's going back to scripture and reading scripture. And I can tell you, as you read and then you go back to scripture and you look at different things, 
God's word, as you pray and you invite God in, it, it comes to life, like all sorts of things. You gain greater understanding. Like it's interesting because a huge heart behind the ministry is a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Well, as you study relationship and then you go back and look at scripture, you're like, oh my gosh, I understand. Like there's so much more that you see and you can gather about who God is. But if we sometimes, it's gonna make a lot of people uncomfortable. If I only just sit there and just reading my Bible day in and day out, and I don't ever look outside, and I don't ever look around, and I don't ever go deeper, and I don't ever study the words, and I don't ever pray through, and I don't ever seek, and I don't ever gain knowledge, then I will not fully grasp any of it at all. I will miss so much. But when I study it, and then I engage in relationship with God in all areas of my life and inviting him in, and I stand as observer, because it says creation declares his glory. You see different aspects about who he is as you look throughout. And then you go back and look at scripture and you learn and you learn. And it, it brings it deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's more and more levels that you can understand. But we have to realize sometimes we sit with our head in our Bibles only with our knowledge and understanding and don't ever go outside of that. And then we wonder why we're stuck. Because we're not receiving from him. We're not sitting in a place of humility. We're relying only on our own knowledge that we have and nothing else. And now it is so easy to study the word. Um, not even thinking about other books. You know, we, you and I have talked about different books that uh, we've read. And, and I've told you I have one by a specific prayer warrior that I go to. Mm -hmm. often and look up but just looking up the words and the history mm -hmm. and who who was this church and what was the the time and why that's so easy now mm -hmm. yes with the internet um and i remember you know lugging my strong's concordance around trying to <laughs> was this a hebrew or a greek word and what did it mean and what page was it on and uh, but now you can do that. There are some apps you can do that with a with a click. Mm -hmm. You can look up things um, online so easily. And it is important that we get um, different aspects, I guess, different hues mm -hmm. of, of the word. And even with different translations. I know some people don't like different translations. But I always whether you're studying reading a book or doing translations always be in communication with god mm -hmm. always be in conversation connection talking with him and um and i i do believe he'll guide you to understanding he does because i mean i know as i've read different things and because i'd like sit here now and even thinking about all the years of studying scripture and not understanding and asking God questions. And it's like, I see her now and I'm like, man, he's answered all of them. There's so much more understanding that I have, but because my willingness to want to learn and my willingness to ask the question. And sometimes, you know, cause people are, you know, they hear that and they're like, but does God answer? I'm like, yes, he does. Sometimes it's in that moment. Sometimes you'll find out six months later, he took you on a journey and you get to the end and you're like, Oh, you answered that question <laughs> because he's a good teacher and any good teacher doesn't sit confined within the box. You know, any good teacher takes you and stretches you and explores with you and, and takes you into different spaces. And so when we talk about holy calling, it's inviting God into every area of our life, yes. understanding his, his purpose, his intention, his design, his heart, 
and moving more and more into that space of inviting him into our job, inviting him into our marriage, inviting him into our parenting. But we can't do that if we don't understand who he is and we're not living in relationship with him. If we're just leaving him at the end of our five minutes of quick prayer, but that we're not bringing him to all areas of our life and allowing him to enter into those spaces and to make things right, to bring things right into our lives to, you know, because so often, so let's just, I'm just going to touch on marriage because it's probably one of the biggest church topics. There's a lot of times I can tell you now after being a counselor as long as I have and working with couples, there's so many things the church teaches are wrong and they don't even realize it because so many of them, like I said, live confined within their mind and their verses and their interpretation and that's it. And it's like, but then the more you study and you stand as an observer and a student with the Lord, the more you begin to understand there's so much more. And so there's things that the church is teaching that I do not believe are holy calling. They are not the, they are not within God's design. They're not within his intention. And so I hope today this helps some people feel free to some degree of like, oh, is that, that happens? Yes, it does all the time. And so I encourage each one of you to seek him, to seek and understand and don't just take a book or something, but to dive deeper and, and to almost, you know, the visual I give people's you know, just have like a big board, you know, and all your connections of all your pieces. And, and the more you just grow and you study and you go deeper and the more you get it and the more it all makes sense. Um, but we miss out on that. Um, when we just stay within our own understanding, trying to read scripture through our lens and not go deeper and not grow in our understanding. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned was a concordance and sometimes people don't know what that is, but it is a book where you can look up and find out, um, Hebrew and Greek words of each one and then the other verses that it's in. And then you can dive into, there's another word, it's called lexicon, and you can dive into the depth of what the word means. And and these things, when you begin to use them and you learn them, so if you don't know, um, I encourage you to Google it and learn about what they are and how, be, how to begin to use them. You begin to grow in a deeper understanding as you begin to study different verses. And then you understand more and more why there's different translations. Um, and that's why, you know, if you're not at that level yet, then I just encourage you, you know, you're like concordance, like that sounds scary. Then just read different translations because yes. a verse becomes alive as you do that, um, as you study different translations, because really what it is at the end of the day, it's a different people taking the same thing in their process of where they kind of end up and move in their direction um, in translation. And so if you've never learned two different languages, you don't understand that a lot of things can be missed or lost in the process. And so when you study different translations, like the passion translation, new living, the message, new King James, King James, and you, and you go and read a verse or a chapter in all different ones, you start to see more of a colorful picture mm -hmm. and you gain greater understanding of like all the different aspects of it. Um, and so that's where I encourage some people to start, just start by reading stuff in different translations and then go from there, you know, and, um, but sometimes it can just feel a little scary. Um, so, so kind of to summarize everything, um, cause I like to do that cause we get lost in all different directions and people are like, <laughs> what do I do now? Do I, I'm not really sure. I'm like, be a student, learn, you know, seek out relationship with the Lord, Allow God to bring things into alignment in your life. It doesn't matter what it is. Let's say you struggle with addiction. Understand addiction more. Understand why. Go talk to a counselor. Under, sit back as a student to begin to understand 
like, let's just say when it comes to addiction, there's so many different parts that play into it. You know, I tell people your body changes physiologically. It does literally crave it because it gets used to it. And then you also have the why behind it. And there's so many different parts. Um, but when we stay just in one spot, we miss out on the whole process of learning that really becomes transformational. You know, as we study scripture and then we understand the ways, you know, certain things affect my body and then the, the why and, you know, and, and, and this is where I encourage people use all parts, you know, let's just use addiction, for example, go to AANA meetings, read your scripture, then get some books on relationship, like take on all parts and learn how to, to move towards God's design, invite Holy Spirit into your life to where you feel this empowering to move in this direction, but don't stop. Many of us stop. We're like, you know, let's just say addiction, for example, because I hear this a lot. Well, I just don't drink anymore. Okay. But have you learned holy calling? Like, have you learned to understand the way that God designed you, the way he tended, intended relationship? Have you taken it all the steps further than that? Because just stopping isn't the holy calling. Moving more towards his design and his heart and living in reverence and in awe of like how much God loves you and understanding all of those aspects, that's the holy calling. That's the beautiful thing. That's where he desires. So whatever it is in your life, go get a bunch of books, listen to a bunch of podcasts, not just one, a bunch, like get all sorts of like well-rounded perspective and begin to learn and understand and seek his face so that you can be transformed in the way that he designed you to be and live in the fullness that he wants for you. So that's kind of where I want to leave us today um, for everybody of just moving towards like living that holy calling. And it is such a beautiful place to be um, in connection and relationship with the Lord and living in the fullness um, of all that he has. So we are going to finish here um, this week. So thank you for joining us. Remember, connection makes us stronger. Um, you can always check out the website, uh, joannasnow.com. Um, on there, we have ways to give. You can also find out we have the Psalm study that's on Tuesday nights on Facebook and YouTube at seven o'clock. And then, um, and then we have more things coming. We say that, but we really do. Um, <laughs> more things are happening. So we hope you all have a blessed week and we'll see you next time.